0: Today on the show, we're talking about the why. Welcome to Simple Money Solutions Podcast, your path to financial independence through deliberate lifestyle choices. My name is Courtney. I'm your host. I'm joined with my co-host, Trevor. And today, we're talking about the why.
1: Yeah, I think it's important in life, but particularly in personal finance, to have a really big why. So uh, my theory is, if you have a really big why in life, you will figure out the how in your sleep if you have a big enough reason why you're doing something and if you go on youtube where i spend too much time (laughs) or or, or just the internet in general you can find how-to videos or or blog posts on everything but why you're doing something is so much more important than how to do it because i have a theory so my brother he's a fantastic guitar player and nobody taught him how to play guitar He just, it was important to him. He just, he knew he wanted, that was his why when he was a kid was being a guitar player. And I remember friends of his would be awestruck by him playing guitar and they would ask their parents to go for guitar lessons and their friend, this, these, his friends would go to guitar lessons for like six months, nine months, and they, they just could not play. It wasn't important to them. So if you have a big why, so when I say why, you know, so on our, our tagline is, is about financial independence. So if you want early financial independence, so you want to be financially independent early in life, it is going to be so hard that you need, a, you need to know why you're doing that. You can't just want financial independence. You have to know why you want it. There has to be a reason behind it. And if, if you have a really solid reason why you want that, then doing it will be really easy.
0: So do you think we get caught up on the how-to more often than the why-to, even though, as you're saying, the why-to is the most important piece?
1: Well, I'm guilty of this. Say, say I'm trying to take up a new hobby. So here's something I've been very interested in and wanted to do is, is, is carve decoys, like, you know, duck decoys out of wood. I, I just, I'm fascinated by them. And I, I've always had this desire to be artistic. And so I spend a ton of time searching out how to do this and how to do that I'm not saying those things aren't important but at the end of the day I spend more time watching how-to videos on that hobby than trying to understand why I think it's important to me it maybe it's not that maybe if I really peeled it back and said, you know why do I why am I interested in that? the why would be maybe I want to be creative maybe I want to be artistic like I, I might find some other reason why but the getting to the why is, if you, if you figure out the why you want to do it, the how to information will look like it's falling from the sky.
0: So you're saying that passion and dedication, drive, you name it, you name whatever that feeling you feel is. If you feel those things, because we all know people are, I mean, look at Jace, we've had him on the podcast before. He is so passionate about thrifting. So you're saying that kind of passion isn't enough. You need, you need a, a why you need, you, you need something bigger.
1: Well, passion is, is, is important. It's an important ingredient in pursuing anything with passion. Like if you hit any kind of resistance in your pursuit of financial independence and you just want to be financially independent to say, Hey, I'm financially independent. That resistance will slow you down. It might even stop you because that's not enough. So I have this, this theory that to get to your why you have to ask why three times.
0: And and that, so what what, what does that process look like?
1: Well, there, there's a thing out there called the five why method. And you, you're supposed to ask why five times. I'm saying you can get there with three. So it, it kind of works like this. So I want to be financially dependent. It's, and it turns out it's not because I hate work. Okay. So why do I want to be financially dependent? So the answer to that first question is to have choice and control in my life. That's that's the first thing that pops in my head. That's why I want financial independence. Well, then you ask yourself, well, why do you want choice and control in your life? And so I asked myself that question. The answer is, I want to be able to work at a cause I believe in. Clearly, currently, I'm not, the corporate mentality is not a cause I believe in. So the, the third why is, why do I want to work at a cause I believe in? So now you can really see you're really getting down into the meat of the question And it turns out it's to work at something bigger than myself to enable me to help people. I got from financial independence to I want to work at something bigger than me to help people. I could say I want to be financially independent so I can work at things. But I had to to ask myself that question three times to get to that answer.
0: It's, It's really like peeling back an onion. There are and i i've heard this kind of framework before trevor with different things that you kind of ask yourself once one why and and you think that's it but if you if you keep asking why you can keep getting to the root of the problem or the root of of the whatever you're dealing with so i really really love this framework so i just want to walk through this again so why do so you kind of your big why why do i want financial independence and this line i'm sure you could fill in with whatever your why is like that that's just or, or, or are we kind of thinking that everyone listening today does want financial independence and that should be maybe their why
1: well it could be somebody somebody else could answer this i want financial independence for so i can feel safe and secure you know, that could be somebody's answer. It's not my answer, but that could be somebody's.
0: So number two. So one and then two and then the third. And again, for the third step, then I'm assuming we could all pull our own out of that as
1: well. Now, you could keep going with this. You know, so the, my, my fourth question would be, so why do I want to work at something bigger than myself in order to help other people? Why, why is that important to me? You could keep going with this. But I think once I got to that third why, I, I'm I'm pretty comfortable. I'm pretty motivated by that answer.
0: And these aren't, I'm sure, easy questions to ask yourself either. I'm sure it took kind of a while to maybe sit there and think about these three. Uh, really unpack these three whys.
1: Well, you know, I I've done, I've been working this in my mind for a while, and my initial answer was, you know, why do I want to be financially independent for safety and security? That that was what I thought early on in in my journey to financial independence, and you know, I reevaluate that. I'm going to say at least annually. And I'm going to say in the last couple of years, I've come to this conclusion, the one I just outlined. So
0: I want to go back to that quickly. You you say that your why has changed then. Is it just the shift of where you are in your life or your, has your goals actually shifted? Like where where does that change come from?
1: Well, I think it has. So when I started pursuing financial independence, I, 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 re- I was at a point in my life where I felt very vulnerable. I was a, a single family income. I had a family of five and a dog and a mortgage. I was a, a sole breadwinner for the, for the home. And I felt very vulnerable to job loss, economic conditions. And so I, wa- I just wanted to be financial independence to not have that feeling anymore. But as I've progressed through my working career and built up wealth I no longer have that feeling of vulnerability. I wasn't about to give up on the pursuit of financial independence, so I reevaluated. I asked the three whys again and see if I come to a different answer. So, this is why you need to revisit this uh, on a regular interval to see that you still actually want to pursue this this life dream. Your your why is still strong, and you could have the same pursuit but for a different reason. And if, particularly if you think you're losing motivation, or if you hit that thing I call resistance and you succumb to it and you let the resistance slow you down or stop you then you really need to revisit your, your why in life. So uh,
0: uh, from our my understanding here, your kind of stage two of the why changed naturally because your position in life did. But when number one change, when, when your first big why, so what is my big why, when that why changes, is that something you should be alarmed with? Or is that just a natural thing that's going to happen over your life? Are you losing touch with maybe your values when that why shifts or your goals? Like wh- what happens here? And how concerned should you be about kind of reining yourself back in? I know we are going to jump more into um, developing our big why throughout this episode, but just is is that worrisome? Is that something that's ever worried you? Have you strayed from that?
1: You know, I, I wouldn't be, I would be more concerned if I didn't have a why I was chasing in life. If, if I didn't have a why at all, if I was just drifting along and I really didn't care where I ended up, i I was just existing. That would be more concerning than changing, doing a complete 360 on on my big why in life.
0: Now, that makes sense. And I I do have a follow-up question on that, but I'm going to save it for when we dive into the episode, into the reasons why it's important to have a really strong why
1: the inspiration for this episode, everyone knows I am a big fan of Reddit. It's a user form on the internet. It's reddit.com. I'm a huge fan. And there's these things called subreddits. And they're basically, Reddit is a big user form with a bunch of topics. And it's a topic within that user form. And there's one called financial independence. And there was a post there that really caught my eye. I read Reddit. I read it like people read the news. And there was a, a post, it said, I finally realized my why. And that really, caught my attention and it was a fairly lengthy post but there's a couple of posts within that that really i I could really resonate with i thought wow this guy he's thinking like i think so
0: i'll read that now for you the reddit user is my 12th account and in my 12th accounts words we have the following: many posts here urge the community to really consider their why why are you pursuing financial independence for so long, it's been easy for me to say, I hate working. But when I shared that with people in real life, I was met with confused looks. It doesn't seem like you hate working, many people would respond. And it didn't feel all the way right to me. I don't really hate working. In my jobs, I have had opportunities to directly help people and improve, and improve their lives. I've changed systems and operations for the better. I don't hate that. What I hate is the performance required. I hate the charade of working 8.5 hours even when it's not necessary. I hate that half hour has to be unpaid because of lunch. I hate having to consider optics of your decision to work a different schedule, take a three week vacation, or having a long lunch. I hate endless meetings and documentation required to assure everyone you are in fact working. I hate the contest people have with one another on who is skipping lunch, who is coming in, early, staying late, and who can't take vacation? It's, it's BS. It's inefficient. It's unnecessary. And so that is why I want financial independence, to free myself from BS.
1: So that post is, I, I realized I don't hate work. I don't hate the work I do, but I hate all the stuff that goes with it. And that really resonated with me. So this guy's why he thought, it sounded like he thought he hated work right? He hated working, but he doesn't. He hates all the stuff that goes with work.
0: And I think we can all relate to what this one Reddit user is talking about because it, it really, it really peels back the onion on and it, it kind of, Trevor, to your point earlier, when you kind of talked about the three whys, this really makes it apparent because I'm sure if we all look deep deep and hard at our current jobs and maybe we're not happy there or whatever it is, when we peel back the layers, there's just the elements that make us unhappy.
1: Oh, it is. You know, if people came, if people where I work, they're shocked that I want to retire early. I'm super engaged in my job. I love being a, a subject matter expert. I love being an expert on the system we use. I love, I love being the go-to person. I love when people come to me for, with questions and I can help them. I'm super excited and lots of enthusiasm, but I can't wait to walk out that door for the last time. And it's all the stuff that goes with it that just drives me crazy.
0: And in that breath, you have discussed on the podcast before how, while well, you will be doing a full stop retirement. And you do hope to engage in opportunities at your leisure that you do find enjoyable, whether it is becoming a subject matter expert and other things at a more volunteer level or maybe a, a more of a kind of a leisurely part time level because you want to. And I think that's empowering. So there is a follow up post from the same account, my 12th account. Um, and it's just kind of a follow up post and it's it's so uh, in in my twelfth account's words it says funny side note i ended up in a conversation where i had to explain this to an older woman the other day and you have thought i was telling her about bigfoot or ghosts or alien apparently making good money and living a fancy lifestyle is totally normal but saving the money instead so you don't have to work that's just an effing fairy tale
1: <laughs> and i i laughed I- to myself at work, and, and people said, what are you laughing about? I says, oh, nothing. <laughs> this, this is a conversation that I have with a lot of people that don't get that. I just I just want financial independence. Fancy, posh things are not that important to me. Freedom and the ability to have control over my life is the most important thing.
0: And that's, I mean, that's really exemplified here and just his whole mentality around, around financial independence. So I love that. And Trevor has mentioned to you before we hit record on this episode that this really is one of our, if we're going to kind of put a collection together of core topics or core issues or uh, that kind of really relate to simple money solutions, I would say this episode is, is one of them.
1: It is. And having even mini whys in your life, like for instance, paying off my mortgage in 15 years, you need a really strong why you're doing that. Because that's effort. That Life is going to get in the way of that over and over again. 15 years is a long time. I mean, it's short for a mortgage, but it's long in terms of years. And there's a lot, a lot of life happening over those 15 years that are going going to want to slow your progress or pull you off your plan and if your why is not super strong, so my why was I was going to educate three children in college or university, and I was going to use the money I was making in mortgage payments to to cash flow their education along with some savings. That was my why. No, nobody was going to be taking on debt for the purpose of education in my world, and I, I that was my why. Nobody's going to start out life in the hole. Like my kids were not going to take on any debt to get an education. I wasn't going to take in on any debt. This was going to be completely cash flowed. And that why I don't, I didn't want my, see, by the time my kids got to university or college, if they thought at that stage, I was okay with the idea of debt, then I would be planting the seed in their heads saying, you know, th- this is okay. This is how it's done. You borrow money to accomplish things. I did not want that seed to be planted. So I wanted my kids to see me making sacrifices and not taking on debt So when they start out in life, this is really fresh in their minds that, that you just don't borrow money to do things. It's, it's, it's crazy talk, right? I I wanted that to seem so foreign and so absurd, they would never entertain it. That was my why. And let me tell you, there's a lot of sacrifices and a lot of, a lot of life got in the way of that plan, but that, that, that's how long that plan was.
0: And one that you have successfully completed too, which is incredible. So let's, let's. there's three big sections we're going to talk about in this episode today. We're going to talk about, uh, so we, we did talk about what is my big why. So the three kind of examples of layers we can peel back and we'll have this all in the show notes too, so you can refer back. So what is my big why? We're going to, so the ju- section we're going to jump into next is reasons to have a really strong why. We're then going to talk about strategies for developing a strong why. And we're going to conclude by talking about what's your big why and maybe how to personally get to what that why is. So Trevor let's let's start off with reasons to have a really strong why. And you've kind of talked about it but you we have four here very specifically to that are again really really strong reasons. So number one is your battle plan will not survive first contact with the enemy.
1: So anybody that listens to this podcast knows I'm a huge history fan of World War One, And there was a German general who famously said, his name was Helman van Mochel. And I may be mispronouncing that. In fact, I'm sure I am. But he, that was his famous words is your battle plan will not survive first contact with the enemy. So if you have a really good why, and a really good plan, your plan is going to get derailed. Just know that going in. And that's why. So I we talk about this, have a plan, have a plan on the podcast all the time. But more importantly than have a plan, Have a really big why in life because your plan is in the enemy is life, right? So you might have a plan to pay off your mortgage in 15 years. That's a great plan. And the enemy is life is going to happen. You got kids, you got family, you got economies going up and down, and job maybe you get laid off and you get a lower paying job. Who knows? But if your why is really strong, you will overcome that revised battle plan with enemy being life.
0: And when we, when we're looking, so the enemy, the enemy is just simply then life and any kind of things that get thrown your way.
1: I mean, that sounds negative. You know, life is the enemy, but (laughs) when I say life happens, events will unfold in your life that are going to derail every plan you have developed and and implemented. Every single plan will get derailed at some point because you can't anticipate all the things are going to happen in life. And when you have big grandiose plans that are 15 or 20 years long and you should and you think that those plans are going to go off without a hitch then you goals are the bar is way too low i mean you are you are aiming for something that is overly easily attainable and you're going to be disappointed so you said like i had a 15 year mortgage i think that's pretty aggressive and pretty admirable And a lot of things got in the way of that. Trying to cash flow three kids through college and university. I I think that's a very admirable accomplishment. That was a goal of mine. And let me tell you that it it turns out school was a little more expensive than I thought. Even you could listen, talk to all the people you want until you live it. You don't realize just how expensive it is. And I could have said, oh, I guess I can't do that because I still had a bigger plan. Financial independence at 55 Nothing was going to derail that plan. I made the lifestyle adjustments necessary. Were they easy? No, but I I actually grew from them. But my why was so strong that I was not going to get derailed. And all the people around me saying, ah, you know, just borrow a little bit of money, put your kids to school, take it easy. No, that was not an option. I was not doing that. So my why is still very strong and things get in the way. That's okay.
0: So... Uh, th- this question will apply to the other three points we we're about to talk about. And I mean, I think it's pretty apparent when it comes to your children that the why is, of course, going to be really, really strong because it- it's your children. You- you- you're that-, that whole plan makes sense in my mind. But what if when life does happen? Well, no,
1: wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. You say it's your children. You, There's nothing stopping you from going and borrowing a whole bunch of money. But so... Because cause it's your children. Uh, true. You, kinda, you make a justification it's my children. I'll borrow the money or it's my house. I'll just use my home equity on a credit. Yeah. Okay. It's for my house. There's ways around, you know, you, you can justify all sorts of things, but these things are getting in the way of my, my master why of financial independence.
0: Yeah, no, you, that is, you raise a really, really great point because we did talk, we've talked about that, how we would do anything for our kids. So that actually makes my questioning more stronger than
1: you know, people will borrow any any amount of money for yeah. these kids. You talk to people, they there is you know, that's just interest, man. This is for my kids.
0: Right? If like even yeah. yeah. No, you're right. So how? So okay, so your your why. Your why is obviously very strong. Wanting to educate your children, but and, and, and not do it um getting into debt, but how like how at what point did you actually at any point during their educational process there did you ever ever question your why or was it that strong enough or because I'm I don't know I'm I'm hearing the adversity like putting three kids through schools and I'm like wow like that would test all of us
1: well you have to you, okay you need a really s- strong like, partner in life because you 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 could you could convince yourself of anything and so lucky for me and my wife, we didn't have weak moments at the exact same time. We were able to support each other and talk each other down when we said, you know, maybe we're just crazy. We should just borrow money and, and be done with this. And it, it obviously would have derailed our plan and our, our why would have been jeopardized or, or, you know, 55 would not be an option or getting my kids through post-secondary education with just a little bit of debt. Would that be okay? Or... Not paying my house off in fifteen years or twenty years is still a good plan, right? You know what you know what I mean. And you you could convince yourself of anything, but luckily, me and my wife did not have weak moments at the exact same time. I'm not saying we didn't have weak moments, and one of us didn't want to cave, and we talked the other one down. That's really what it takes: is is a support system in life to to make sure your why doesn't get jeopardized.
0: It's reassuring to hear that even you had had weak moments and did question your why. So I think that's, that's it's good to hear that even the strongest of why sometimes can get questioned. Number two of four reasons why it's important to have a really strong why is that life is not a straight line.
1: And I use this expression on the podcast all the time. Life is not a straight line and you shouldn't force it to be a straight line, that you'll be miserable if you do. And so let life lead you down the path, but make sure you're heading in the right direction and your why is that star in the sky that's guiding you the your your why in life you know why am i doing this is so strong that even though you get pulled off direction a little bit your why will pull you back if i'm doing this visualization moving my hand back and forth <laughs> nobody can see it but it really looks good where i'm sitting but you need a, a such a strong why, when, when life pulls you off course. And this often shows up, you're you're paying down your mortgage really aggressively. And all of a sudden something goes wrong with your house. And you, you've clearly, you've got a whole bunch of equity now in your house because you've been paying your mortgage off like crazy. And so you could easily tap into that with a home equity line of credit and solve the problem with your house. Because it's for your house. How wrong can this be? The kitchen's all worn out. We need a new kitchen. You're crazy that the the kitchen this is the builder kitchen what are we doing you know we're living like animals <laughs> you know this place needs a 40 dollar kitchen or we might as well just tear the place down and you say we have all this equity buildup, up and it's for the house it's an investment i'm doing air quotes here it will get our money back anyway it's a lifestyle expense but you you could talk yourself into almost anything if your why is super strong And some very basic math skills can say, you know, if, if I, if I let this pull me too far off, too far off the direction I want to go in, we may not get back. Just know that life's not a straight line and it's okay to veer in, in one direction or another, but don't get pulled too far off course. So here, here's one more example. So let's just say you've got a four-year degree and and let's just say your parents paid for it. Let's just say your parents gave you a four-year degree from university and you can't, find a job in your field and you decide to change degrees you go in a completely different different direction and you take on a whole bunch of debt to do it that to me I mean you're kind of young in life to really your why might not be developed yet but it's that kind of thinking that will where, where you take a complete turn you know you're you're not moving in the same direction anymore you've, you've gone in a completely different direction early in life mm. you might recover from this you probably will but if you make those kind of that kind of thought process where you make a complete left turn, then you, you're just adding years and years to your outcome.
0: So you're saying r- diverting your direction by, by extreme measures is not something that's encouraged. Like changing career paths isn't encouraged. Like I'm just trying to get to the core of.
1: No, I can get behind that, but if so long it's moving you in the direction you want to right, go. Right. Okay. So, so long you, you keep moving toward your Why? Your big why in life, you know, why, why you're doing what you're doing, why you're, so you have a goal, you have a plan, but if, if you don't have a really strong why you're doing it and life pulls you off course, you need a reason to be pulled back in the direction you want to go in.
0: And, and that why is again, the reason that you get pulled back on track.
1: Yeah. And what, what a lot of people will do is just say life pulls you in a direction. Like for instance, I, I had a, this grand plan and we, part of that plan was having a family. And we started out with twin. Well, I could have said, well, you know, that 15 year mortgage, that's not on the table anymore. But I, I, I refuse to say that. I said, we are going to make the lifestyle adjustments to make this plan work.
0: Which, so you're saying that all to having twins, something you really can't control. Like that right there is amazing. Like that, that you didn't have to ask yourself, you didn't have to say that to yourself. You could have just, like you said, accept it with life through your way. When so when we do get strain we stray away from our our kind of our life path. If our why isn't strong enough, then we will still we will stay st- straight away. And like you said, it, it's it's harder to get back when it's harder to come back to our line if if we stay away longer. So
1: how do we? have? Ev- well, not only that, it, it, it's hard if you don't have a reason right? If you don't have a reason and life pulls you in a different direction, just say you get a job opportunity in another town and you move to this other town and it comes with a bit more salary and you buy a bigger house and a, you get a bigger mortgage and it's going to take you longer to pay it off. That's kind of like life pulling you in another direction. Well, now you're looking at a 25-year mortgage instead of a 15-year f- mortgage. It's okay to follow that job opportunity in to another town, but don't lose your mind on a bigger house because you got a bigger paycheck.
0: Right, and and when you don't have your why, anything can look like a really good opportunity or a really good idea. So I do see how the why is very grounding.
1: Because you have a bigger salary, you could qualify for a bigger mortgage, you just start looking at bigger houses, right? It just natural inclination, but you should be looking, what's it going to take? You know, what can I afford in a 15 year mortgage window? That's the properties I'm looking at. Who cares if I make more money? That just means I'll. it's going to be easier to achieve my why. And
0: that why, that is so powerful. I do want to move on to point number three. Your plan is unique to you with an unknown solution. I have a question for you for this, that from a previous point we're talking about, but for you, what does, what does this look like?
1: So your plan is unique. In So if my why is early financial independence, I could approach other people who have had early financial independence at say age 55 or even younger, but their circumstances to getting there couldn't have possibly been the same of mine. So the solution to my life problems, to achieving my why in life are unique to me. The solution is unknown. The steps to get there Are not in a book you can get inspiration from a book. You can get information from a book But the solution to your unique scenario is not in a book. It's not in a youtube video It's not in a podcast. It is something you're going to have to discover and it's going to take effort And if you don't know why you're doing it, then that effort is you're going to lose interest You're you're going to lose motivation. Your plan is unique to you The solution is unknown to anybody. It's to be discovered. And you're going to take information and inspiration from as many places as you can. But you're going to have to come up with the solution to the things that get in your way of achieving your goals on your own.
0: See this is the one point and you said something earlier that really uh, brought on this question. When you are doing something like achieving financial independence, that that's a that's that maybe something around you that no one is doing or maybe it's something a little bit more unique. Maybe it's a certain lifestyle you want to live or something you want to do. When you are doing something that's so unique, how much harder is it to have that why and stay true to that why. If, if your goal is simply just to maybe own a Honda Civic, that's something a lot of people will do, and it's it's a great it's a great why to maybe oh, certain things. Maybe, things. Maybe. My question for you is that when you are doing something, living a life, taking on a project, whatever it is, that is so unique that maybe no one in your social social circle or in your workplace environment, for you, I mean, early independence, and not that's not exactly something everyone is taking on. So, how? or how often or has ever your why faltered because you are doing something that really is truly not something everyone else is doing. That's a, yeah, no, and and it's not exactly at all what I I was expecting because, so at one point your why was really just because I've made all these sacrifices.
1: Early on, it would, I would say to myself, I've made all these sacrifices and they look like sacrifices at the time. Now they don't, but if I, I've made all these sacrifices in life, if I don't you know, continue on with my plan. All those sacrifices were for naught Is is a is a way I look at it to stay motivated. If that makes sense. But it really, my why just got stronger. You know, the longer I worked, found it under. You know, if somebody, I had this advice way back when I started working. A guy I worked with said you know, save your money because this is going to get old real fast. (laughs) And I, I didn't understand what he meant. And he tried to explain to me frequently. And he had said, you know, this, you'll get tired of doing this after about 20 years, this is going to get really old. So save your money because you don't want to be like me doing this for 35. He worked for 35 years at this, basically the same place in various capacities, but it got really old. And that's, Really good advice. So, in just say you wanted to make a career shift, a career change, right? You're, you're still pursuing your why. You want to be financially independent early in life, but you want to make a career shift. Well, you're, you're probably going to start at the bottom of the pay scale when you make that career shift. So, again, you you could borrow money to solve life's problems, or you could tap in your home equity line of credit, or you could make lifestyle adjustments. When you make a career shift until your salary gets back up to where it was in your previous career So making a career change usually requires taking a bit of a pay cut early and working your way back up the ladder So again, if you want to do that and you have a really big plan and a a reason why you're doing it You'll do whatever it takes to stick to that plan Even though you got pulled in another direction went on a different career path and this is kind of the, the point is you Your solution is unknown and so you, all you can get from people is inspiration and information.
0: Fourth and final reason to have a really strong why is that life can be really hard and at times unfair, but we don't want to be a victim.
1: Yeah. So once you become a victim, you get what I call the victim mentality. And the minute you become a victim to life, you become powerless to fix it because you're a victim. You are a victim. And I'm not, I'm not saying there's not victims out there. There absolutely is. But most of the times people claim victim mentality when really it, it, it's something that's completely within their control, or it's an event that happened to them and they just have to get over it, move on, do whatever it takes to, to get past it. Some, So we, we had a listener here, they bought a, a, a lemon of a used car. Now they could have decided, okay, we were victims of the used car market, and, you know now we're screwed we don't have a reliable car but they they chose to learn something from that exercise revisited their used buying carring philosophy and ended up getting a, a car they were quite happy with I with my twins I could have been a victim right I could have said you know I didn't ask for twins I got twins and I got all the expenses to go with it I guess I, I'm gonna have to revise my why in life and and aim a little lower but I didn't and you you can't you you have to ask yourself, don't ask yourself, why me? This is a good question. I, I do this often. Don't say, why me? From a victim standpoint, just say, why not me? Why, why shouldn't, why, why couldn't this happen to me? Why, why am I so special that this this event in life couldn't happen to me? And when you ask that question, you start to, you often say, not prepared. I, I was underprepared for life and this happened to me. You know, I, I should have been more observant quite often you can look into yourself and, and see where the problem is. Not I'm a victim. This happened to me. It's I you say, why not me? I was unprepared is, is the, the I'm going to say the better way of looking at it. Again, there are real victims out there and I don't want to undermine that, but ask yourself, why not me? And if you, if you look at that and you could say, why not me? I was, I should have been more prepared for life. For instance, I, I put, th- okay, I keep going back to the same examples, but they, they kind of work. I put three kids, including a set of twins through university. And I could have got to the end of high school and say, oh crap, <laughs> I didn't see, I didn't see this coming for a minute, right? You know, it, but th- that would, I would have said, why wouldn't this happen to me? You know, What shame on me for being unprepared for a life event. So you can't. I, you should live in the moment, but you need to also have your eyes on the road in front of you.
0: So I, you can't see me right now, but I'm just shaking my head in in, 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 in complete disbelief about how I, I still. I just how strong that why really has to be. Everything you said about just you, just giving. No, you look deeper. You look harder for a solution to stick with your why, and that it kind of leads me to my, my next question. So. Oh, your If your why is, I want early financial independence, that's super, super large. Has Do you have as well, and we might get to this too when we talk about developing your why, but in the general sense, do you have more micro whys that are a little bit more maybe five year frame frame kind of time frames or is this big massive i want early financial independence is that always been the thing the big why that's always kept you pushing through all four of these these reasons
1: the big why like so just say i uh, you know i want my house paid off in 15 years this is why i'm not driving a new car i'm driving a 10 year old car because i want to pay my house off in 15 years so that's that's a pretty solid why but then if you get unmotivated, but they say, well, why am I paying my house off in 15 years? Because I want to get my kids to school without any debt. You know, that, that's the that's the why I'm I'm not driving a new car because I got to pay off my house. I got to pay off my house because I want to get my kids to school. I want to get my kids to school debt-free because I want to be financially independent myself by age 55. So that that financial independence, sometimes you keep saying, you know, why am I doing this? You know, why am I driving this older car? You know, if that's, the, the thing that's bugging you at the moment, you know, because I want to pay my house it might not be motivation enough, right? You may have to go to the next window and keep going out to the windows until you say, oh yeah, that's why I'm doing this.
0: So you just kind of keep peeling back the onions, keep adding more till something really resonates is what you're saying.
1: You know, I kind of picture it like this. So I'm driving this 10 year old car that's kind of crappy <laughs> and I'm looking through the window saying, why am I doing this? And And through that window, I see a 15-year mortgage. And then there's another window on the other side of that 15-year mortgage, and it's my kids graduating from school. And there's another window on the other side of my kids graduating from school is me being sitting on a beach when I'm 55 without a care in the world. You, you You can see I'm looking through one window and the next window and the next window. And they're all a little further away and a little smaller, but they're all windows I'm looking through.
0: That's a fabulous visualization. I can definitely see that. And when we are thinking about this, I mean, I we will move on to the next section, um, strategies for developing a strong why, but is this something you kind of can feel in your gut when you've reached the last why? Like how how if your question is why am I working a job I don't like? If that's if that's your if that's your why. I mean, if you peel back the onion's well, the onion skin there in that specific case, will you get to like what, in in like what? What do you? What are you looking for too when you're when you're looking at this?
1: Well, I I was uh, exchanging uh, emails with a uh, or I think it was Facebook messages with a listener of ours named Bob. He he wrote in about he's going to be retiring in December of twenty twenty, and I wrote back to Bob saying, you know, I'm retiring in December of twenty twenty, and I'm excited and terrified at the exact same time whenever I think about it. I'm terrified in that, you know, am I making the wrong decision? And I'm excited that I can't wait to wake up Monday morning and not have to go to work. Those two things are going through my mind at the same time all the time. And again, if my why is not strong, I will waver, right? I may say, oh, I'll just work one more year. Well, a friend of mine kept working one more year, and he's, he was 66. So this is a coworker of mine. I worked with this guy for 20 years, side by side, like we worked in the same department, kind of in a similar job. And he worked till he was 66. And I went to his funeral just this Recently, he was 67 when he passed away. He kept working one more year. And it was the, I'm terrified. I'm, you know, of the thought of retiring and not knowing, you know, what that world looks like. I you know, I, I look at that and say, well, that could be my outcome if I just keep working one more year. But my 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 why is very strong.
0: Yeah, that's, and that, and, and that is what really keeps you going. It's it's a powerful example. So of of these reasons before, I'm just going to, we're going to jump on to strategies for developing a strong why next. But are any of these four, do they, has, do any of them resonate a little bit stronger for you in your Journey to achieving financial independence. Has, has any of them rocked your world a little bit stronger than the other?
1: I think your battle plan for life will not survive first contact with the enemy. That is the one that has moved the needle the most for me. That one is is when your plan doesn't play out like you'd hoped and you but you stick to your goals. You're, you're, so that one it's very discouraging when you have a plan, a strategy and it gets derailed. And it's, that's the resistance. And it's easy to just say, okay, this is too hard. I'm out. And that's the one I I go in knowing I have a plan. It probably will not survive first contact with the enemy, which is life. That's okay. I'm going to just revise my plan, but I'm going to stick to the, the overall, I'm going to win the war.
0: And you get knocked down, you get back up again.
1: You know, if you ever watch these obstacle courses on YouTube, I, I watch them, I <laughs> they're entertaining. And you watch these guys doing these obstacle courses, you know, they're going through mud pits and climbing over things. And they're very uh, high level of athletic, uh, athleticism required. And the people that win those obstacle course races, they're not the most, you know, physically fit guys. They're not the fastest guys. They're the guys who get up, when they've fallen down the fastest, those are the guys who win those races, the guys who get up faster. So it's, it's that mental thing that I'm trying to go over this wall. I've tried three times and fell down. And it's the guys who, who fall down for the third time and say, and, and you know, the, the switch in their head is saying, is this too hard? Maybe it's too hard. Maybe it's too hard. And the, the guy who just keeps getting up and going at that wall until they get over it, the determination. Those are the guys that win those obstacle course races. So think of life as an obstacle course. Every time you get knocked down, you got to be the quick to get back up and keep going.
0: It's almost like you have to expect that you will get knocked down. So it's just, it, you cannot really translate into real life.
1: It, it really is. It, the chances of every plan you come up with going to plan is, is unrealistic.
0: So on that note, let's jump to our next section. We have uh, this section and we're going to conclude the episode by talking about what's your big why. So, but first we're talking about strategies for developing a strong why. We have six strategies here to take on when you are thinking about what your why is. So number one is seek out new experiences.
1: And I think exposing yourself to two different things If you keep doing the same thing over and over, you're going to have the same outcomes. You just need to expose yourself to different experiences to see what's important. So I have a guy in my neighborhood, he's putting in an interlocking brick driveway. And this guy's got, it's a double car driveway and and it's two cars long. So this is a a ginormous driveway and he's getting it all done in interlocking brick and it's going to look beautiful. Now he tore out a perfectly good driveway as far as I'm concerned, but I asked him, you know, I was out for a walk and he was having to be out there and I, they had his driveway all tore up and I said, uh, so what are you doing here with the driveway? You know, I, I I didn't say your old one looked okay, but I kind of suggested it did. And he says, oh, we're getting interlocking brick put in, you know, it's, uh, all the way up the walkway and everything. And I, I said, oh, why are you doing that? I stopped him dead in his tracks. The why question stopped this guy dead. And he didn't, he didn't know why. He said, oh, it's going to look beautiful. And well, that's not a really solid why. Cosmetically, I don't doubt it's going to look beautiful. And and I'm not against interlocking brick driveways, but I, I think the reason why, and I don't even know if that was an appropriate question, but I asked him why and he didn't have a, an answer he, he he was doing something but he didn't know why
0: that that is a really powerful example because it's it's a it's a it's a huge that's a kind of a huge uh, financial outlay
1: i want to say he's probably dropping i'm going to say at least fifteen thousand dollars on this driveway definitely and the, and, and that might even be low like oh, i'm yeah. guessing fifteen
0: and, and at fifteen, again, it's it's it is it's a huge number. Uh, it's it's not the biggest number, but it is a huge number. And and it, it's funny because that's more of a I think replacing your driveway is definitely like you said a cosmetic. It's it's more of a need than a one, especially if you've had a working one before. So it's 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 almost important to ask yourself that question on everything that you do. Is, is this supporting my why and and why do I want to do this and it's and really work through that why. I love that. The second strategy for developing a strong why is abandon your expectations.
1: So expectations is where disappointment lives. So, so expectations, I learned this from my youngest daughter. She, she is a master at going somewhere with no expectations, doing things with no expectations. This doesn't mean you don't have a plan. This isn't, doesn't mean you don't have a dream, but you don't have any, any expectations of the outcome. So don't get married to an outcome. So I want to be financially independent at 55. I I don't have any expectations of what that life might look like. I just know I want that more than I want to not be financially independent at age 55. I think I don't have any specific expectations other than I expect it to be better than not being financially independent. For instance, I had no expectations of what it would be like to be mortgage free after 15 years. But I kind of thought it might be better than being mortgage-free after 25 years. So I didn't have any expectations of what I would do with that extra money. I thought I might enjoy it more. So being married to a very specific outcome with expectations is not the best place to develop your why in life. Expectations, very specific expectations can be demoralizing for your why development.
0: Is this something that you have more recently come to terms with or something that you simply by watching your, your daughter live her life have, have come to realize?
1: I think I've I probably learned it more from her than anything is, is watching. You know, she will go somewhere and I say, oh, how, how was your whatever, you know, trip you did or whatever you went somewhere? And she says, oh, it was great. And I say, well, does, was, it how you, was it what you hoped it would be? And she goes, I didn't have any hope of what it would be. And the more, the more I listened to her sort of walk me through that strategy, the more content I can see that she was with whatever it is she did. She went to school after high school and she wasn't married to a very specific outcome in terms of employment or the job she would work. She just hoped she would enjoy the experience of going to, going to school. And she did. So very specific outcomes are why destroyers.
0: Ooh, I love that. That's great. So the third strategy for developing a strong why is treat every everyone you meet with respect.
1: And this one, even if you don't share the same life philosophy with, with somebody, you, you should always want to treat people with respect. And you will learn more. So just say you run into somebody who just is the, count, the polar opposite of your thinking about personal finance. They've never met a, a debt they didn't like. You know, they'll borrow money to do anything. Well, you should treat that person with respect and get to know what makes them tick get to know cuz somebody's doing the polar opposite of what you believe in it's worth understanding what motivates them and what makes them do what they're doing and understand you know why they do what they do and if you want to if you want to be the opposite of that then get to know what's driving that person to make those decisions and you will learn A ton from that you'll know that you don't want to step into that world and but you you can't say oh i don't want to step into that world of borrowing money home equity under credits and opulence I, i don't want any part of that well how do you even know if you're getting close to that world if you don't even understand it if you treat everyone you meet with respect you will have an opportunity to learn more about them and what motivates them and what makes them do what they do and That'll be your way of maybe not going down that road, or or recognizing it if you start going down that road.
0: I absolutely love that. I think all too often we live. I know I die. Sometimes live in a state of fear, not knowing what financial decisions are the the game changers or the make it and break it, and in, in leading me down a path I don't like. So understanding, like you said, what actually kind of takes you down that path is is, is it's an important and a valuable uh, a lesson to really embrace. Number four, so the fourth strategy for developing a strong why is to give back.
1: It start with in giving back. Don't be transactional in life. Don't do something for somebody only because they did something for you or vice versa. Being transactional with people is so transparent. People will, will I can spot a transactional person from a mile away and it's often, what have you done for me lately? Or you owe me a favor or you want to, you never want to be transactional in life. And I don't read a lot of Zig Ziglar, but he had this theory that you can get anything you want in life by helping people around you get what they want in life. And it's a very powerful thought. If you really dive a little deeper into that, if you help people get what they want in your life, and again, not and in not being transactional, those people will be there for you, maybe not right away or like I say, not in a transactional manner, but if you are a giving person, you don't want to be take, take, take. If you are a person who gives and gives a lot, people will gravitate toward you like you are a magnet. And if you are a giver, and I'm not talking about giving money, I'm talking giving your time, giving your, your philosophy, giving your, sharing your information, helping people, it will come back to you tenfold. And I, every time I have given in life, I have got back 10 times in in return. And it's quite often you get it back indirectly, but I have gotten, I have received back every time I've given in a, in a, maybe if I'm part of a, an organization, you know, things my kids have been involved in where I, I get involved in those organizations and I don't just do the bare minimum. I, I might get involved you know a little more than the average parent whenever i've done that when I get back in return 10 times what I invested And in it I it has always been like i've never ever regretted Giving and I you always receive more in return
0: I love that. So the five, fifth of six strategies for developing a strong why is celebrate your milestones
1: And we talk about this quite often on the podcast in celebrating milestones You're kind of celebrating your accomplishments in life and that's important. You should do that But in coming up with a why, you need to celebrate your future. And you do that by celebrating hope. And if you have hope in your life, it's worth celebrating. You're moving in a direction and celebrate that you're getting closer to it. So milestones can be things you've accomplished. Absolutely celebrate those. Celebrating your incremental movement toward your goals, your why in life, is worth celebrating as well.
0: Has this been a really key part to keeping you on track to maintaining your why for the past, um, past your past working career, I guess, to, uh, reaching financial independence or are you more intrinsically motivated and, and celebrating, celebrating your milestones wasn't really a part of, of your plan?
1: Well, one of my biggest celebrations in life is when I reached a zero net worth, (laughs) Wow. Sounds like a crazy thing to celebrate, but I remember celebrating my zero net worth. And that means I had as much assets as I did debts. And that was a very, I remember celebrating debt freedom. That was a very enjoyable celebration. And I was being debt free is awesome, but what it meant to my future was worth celebrating. I remember celebrating my first, when I was a, a hundred, had a hundred thousand dollar net worth. I remember celebrating that. So I'd, I would celebrate, you have to be creative in, in, in observing these milestones. They're not obvious. They're not these signposts on your front lawn. But you have to look for them and, and be creative in, in whatever's motivating you. Come up with a, create a milestone and celebrate it.
0: Last but not least, the sixth strategy for developing a strong why is to let go of the past.
1: And this can be a lot of people's undoing what, what happened in the past doesn't necessarily have to be what's going to happen in the future. And we talked about, you know, life getting in the way of your, your big why in life and pulling you off course. And you could reflect back on that and say, Oh, what if that didn't happen? You know, what, what if, and what ifs are about the past? What to, you know, what to do is about the future. And that's where you should focus, not let go of the past. The past is the past. It happened. You can't, without a time machine, you can't change it. So focus on what to do, not what if.
0: That, I think, is something we can all really, really embrace. I know I can. So finally, we are on to the last and final thing to talk about during today's episode, the why. And this is what's your big why. So Trevor, you've listed here five stories strategies five steps to get to what's your big why
1: so so the, the section we just did was strategies for developing a strong why and this is just a quick list of of questions to ask yourself in you know what's my big why in life and it, i would i think most people listen to this podcast it's got to be financial independence at some point we all need financial independence or we'll be eating dog food right but i'm thinking most of the people that tune into this they want early financial independence. That could be your big why. If you're listening to this, it, it probably is at least one of your big why's. But if you're thinking what I, I was mentioned, I wanted to create these wooden duck decoys, and I, I I haven't asked enough whys because I still haven't really pursued that interest. So my why mustn't be strong enough because I, I I'm buried in YouTube videos on how <laughs> on how to carve these things and paint them. I, I I've I've arm you know elbow deep in YouTube videos on how to do it. But I haven't got to the why. So, th- these are five questions you run through in-, in analyzing the why you think you're developing.
0: And again, just before we do run through them, we- when we talk about our goals, you talk about being specific. But again, with our why, a big why, a huge why, an overarching why is is what I- we should be aiming for at the at the end of the day.
1: Well, no, my why is pretty specific. It was fifty five or bust, right? That that was my why. The- 57 wasn't going to do it. In fact, I, I was going to make whatever adjustments were necessary to get to 55 and out. So in, in my, my mortgage being paid off in 15 years that, you know, 17 years wasn't going to really help me. It needed to be done in 15 years. So my Y's were very specific
0: so, so yours, wasn't just, yours wasn't just early. It was 55, I think. So that's, I, I think, a really key piece to, to staying on track is, is, is putting it, quantifying it.
1: Well, you know, we, we say life is not a destination. It's, it's, it's a journey. But I, I think the whys in life are the signposts that you're passing on that journey. So you don't want your why to be this horizon that you're forever chasing. You want your why to be a signpost that you are going to reach in life. No,
0: I agree with that. Let's, let's dive into these five whys. So number one is what have you done in the past that felt incredibly fulfilling?
1: So an effort to figure out, you know, your why. So I mentioned, I want to, my, you know, I asked my three whys and I got to, I want to work at something bigger than myself to help other people. Well, if I look back, I, I fondly remember my youngest daughter being involved in a, kayak racing. And I remember being part, you know, helping out that club where she, she belonged to and helping the kids get ready for the races and race and celebrating with them when they won. I I was working at something bigger than, this wasn't about me. This was about a group of people. And we raced under this club banner and we were super proud when our club won the, the most races and and got the medal. I mean, it was a, a novelty thing. I mean, we weren't changing people's lives, but I was working at something that I was just part of it. I kind of knew that in the past, whenever I worked at something that wasn't all about me, I was really, I I really enjoyed it. I would be so amped up I couldn't even sleep. But when I was involved in something that it wasn't about me, it was about a big group of people succeeding. My big why, you know, I, I asked that question. What have I done in the past that was so, you know, incredibly fulfilling? It was never my own personal accomplishment. It was accomplishing something with a group of people to to achieve a, a bigger goal. Something that you couldn't actually put your arms around. Something big that everyone could join in and celebrate.
0: I, I really like that one. That's and and again, that is a reason to that kind of got you to your
1: personal third why
0: number two for developing what's your big why is when have you been at your absolute best
1: and number so i'll number i want to do these two together so number two is when you've been at your absolute best and number three is when have you been at your absolute worst and these two just because you've been at your best that 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 may not be your why right something the bar might be too low on that on that thing that you're you you find so easy. So something that you've been your absolute worst, that might be the challenge in life that really motivates you. So you kind of have to look at these two things together.
0: And these three points so far. So when we are looking at your big why, I want to I want to reach financial independence by age 55. How do these three why specifically support that why? I'm just I'm having trouble making the linkage.
1: When so I'm trying to get my mortgage paid off in 15 years and things get in the way and I make a lifestyle adjustment to get through whatever problem it is rather than borrow money. I make a lifestyle adjustment. I love the resilience that I had in making that lifestyle adjustment. I love that I could, I could solve this problem just by reducing my lifestyle just temporarily till I got through a tough time. I love that I was that resilient that I could overcome this with my own sort of just through thinking differently you know, not needing a new car, not needing a high-end cable package, all these little things I could do to not, to sort of uninflate my life, to get through a tough time. I love that resilience. So I'm going to say that's me at my absolute worst is when I, so that could be, you could look at that as me being at my best or me being at my worst, being able to make lifestyle adjustments to get through tough times. That kind of sums these two points up.
0: No, that's uh, that really exemplifies how it supports your why. I, I like that. Number four is kind of along the same lines. It's what angers you or what breaks your
1: heart. And this would speak to where your passion is, where your passion lies. I mean, if you are able to div- to get the emotion of anger risen over a particular thing or your your heart is broken by a, a particular event this is where your passion lives and the, this so when you're trying to think of you know why you're developing a why and you want it to be important if it's if it's something that angers you then you, so when I, when I see people buying, so I go to the $65,000 truck all the time, but when I see people driving trucks, they can't really afford just so they can drive a truck. It both angers me and it breaks my heart. These people are, are doing this and they're destroying themselves financially and it breaks my heart that it didn't have to be this way.
0: And that, if we that directly relates back to your why, because if we keep following funneling it up, it it really it cycles all the way back. So I definitely I love that that linkage is very very clear.
1: So if I think of my, you know, my third why, I want to work at something bigger myself to help people. I've said this in the past before. I'd love to do a financial literacy program in schools. And I'm not doing it for a paycheck. I would would not want to do it as as a business, like to earn money. I'd want to do it to help people not go down the road of typical consumerism and have the same outcome. I would love an opportunity to break the chain and and get people on the right path.
0: That would be, it'd be incredible and, and, and help shape others big wise. So finally on this list is number five, why, why, and why?
1: And so this is like we did before. You ask the three whys. If, if you're searching for what your big why in life is, ask why three times and just niche down each time. Answer the first question with that second answer. Ask why about that second answer. You get a third answer. Ask why about that third answer. And you you will get to something very 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 specific and that is your why in life
0: so that brings us the end of today's show on the big why in our lives we talked about we started the show talking about what is my big why reasons to have a really strong why strategies for developing a strong why and then finally talking about the kind of the four quick ways that we can think about and really cultivate our big why We'll have all this in the show notes so you can refer back to it after as well. On that note, thank you so much for being here with us this week for the show. We can't wait to have you back here with us next week for a brand new one. Until then, keep it simple.